What's up and welcome back to 24 Minutes of A24, the podcast that takes a look at the A24 movie library 24 minutes at a time. I'm Ethan Simi. And I'm Ben Lahorn. This week on the podcast, we are taking a look at the 2021 supernatural horror, Lamb. I may not always love you. But long as there are stars above you, you never need to doubt it. I'll make you so sure about it. Fire! God only knows what I'd be without you. The directorial debut for director Valdemir Johansson. The IMDb tagline for this movie, a childless couple, Maria and Ingvar, discover a mysterious newborn on their farm in Iceland. The unexpected prospect of family life brings them much joy before ultimately destroying them. Uh, ben, I want to start this conversation off, and this should go without, without saying, uh, if you listen to our podcast, you already know, spoilers are ahead, and I'm just going to, right off of the bat, I'm just going to spoil, kind of spoil this movie, but I have a question for you. Do you think, because this has been eating at me, and I, and I, I can't ask my wife because she doesn't know anything <laughs> about Lamb and doesn't know anything about this movie. Do you think that Lamb was properly marketed as a horror film? Uh, I don't know. Like, I think the whole time I was in there, I was expecting more scares or whatever than I got. Like, this, I kind of thought I was in for, like, a sub-level kind of Midsommar hereditary thing, yeah. but this... Yeah didn't really seem to hit on that note at all you know like there there's definitely some suspense i'd call it maybe more of like a dramatic thriller but even then like that's just kind of i don't know if that's the the appropriate way to wrap it up what were your thoughts on it yeah i saw this conversation kind of going around on twitter basically saying like lamb is not really a horror movie and i was like you know what i i think you're right i think it's more of like it's not really a slice of life it's kind of a slice of life with like a lot of thriller elements like put into it. I think the, the final reveal is scary and startling Mm -hmm. in, in some fashion. Like you don't expect to see that. And we'll talk about that. We'll get into it. Um, but yeah, I was at least the the whole entire first act. I was like, Hey, when are we going to, when are things going to juice up a little bit and get a little weird? Um, not, not like a, you know, a lamb human baby is not weird, but I was, (laughs) I was just like, I was ready for some more. Uh, and so like, that didn't necessarily materialize in this movie. Um, yeah, what are, you, what are your general thoughts on the movie? What did you think uh, in terms of how the movie was structured and everything about it? I mean, so let me, I'll just like set the scene for everyone here. I went at 1040 in the morning on a Sunday to see this. So this really <laughs> yeah. kicked off my day in, you texted in a weird me, way. You texted me in the morning and you were like, hey, I'm on my way to go see Lamb. And I was like, man, what a clutch move. This guy's going all <laughs> yeah. out right now. I love it. Well, it's like here, it's only showing either like 1030 at night or 1040 in the morning. It's like, I'm not going to 1030 at night. Like I'm old, man. I'm not going to go do that. But um, I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. As I was watching it, this is one of the movies where I almost wish I hadn't seen the trailer mm-hmm. because yeah. I wonder for people who watch this without seeing the trailer, what they think of it, because they do a pretty good job of like, if you see the trailer, you understand like the lambs walking on two legs. Like there's something right. weird about it. You see a human hand. So the trailer gives it away, but in the movie they do a pretty good job of like not letting you know that for quite a while. Cause they keep the lamb all wrapped up. 
yep. and we you know we keep stuff hidden until like there there's one specific scene where they like find um ada out in a field pick her up and like oh okay there's the human part of her body this is kind of nuts um but i loved it I, I i really had a really good time with this movie as much as you can with something like this like i said i i kept waiting for like the scares or whatever it was and i think it was just more like there's just more tension than anything yeah. uh in the air and just not understanding you know like we know the couple that we meet at the beginning have some sort of history because things are like fine not mm -hmm. good you know but it's like <laughs> something's going on but i don't know what but they're still talking to each other like whatever yeah and then we can you know we kind of learn a little more but there's also stuff that i mean you and i text right after it's like there's some stuff that we just have no idea about <laughs> yeah. ever it's like wait where is this coming from but as far as the film itself like it's shot beautifully i think it'd be hard to make iceland look bad like mm. the property they have is insane you know they like work on this kind of sheep farm like just regular farm whatever and it's it's beautiful i had a, a good time with it the ending you know just to let the listeners know my text <laughs> my first text to you was just like three <laughs> words what the fuck like i just like spelt it out i was like i don't know what just happened there but i think that's honestly a great thing for a movie to do you know what were your thoughts i, I think that's the perfect like i expected nothing less from a text from you right after you finished that movie i think it's perfect i do and <laughs> You know, we talk about A24 uh, every week and uh, people know like that's A24. That's that's what A24 has been grown and like culminated to know as like the production company that the movie is like, what the hell did I just watch? Like, what is this? What was that ending or like the final five minutes or whatever it may be? Um, so I think you I think you got it right. And I think that's really the best way to kind of explain the movie. But I will start with my theater experience as well. So I went at 9 40 p.m i went at night i went out of my way to a nice theater like 30 minutes down the road got some nice recliner seats i was ready to go i got there 10 minutes late and i was like oh, okay i like no problem i'm gonna have tons of trailers i'm still gonna have plenty of time all good to go got there saw a trailer for come on come on saw a trailer for tragedy Macbeth. bam right into lamb right <laughs> after that and i was like god i bar like i barely made it yeah uh which to that point there were several groups of people that showed up late to this movie in my theater, mm -hmm. one of whom was, you know, a group of younger than us guys. Uh, yeah. And obviously we're going for a horror movie. Uh, this was not that. And at the very end of the movie, you know, it kind of just cuts and we're left with a very raw sense of loss and tragedy and, and, mm -hmm. and a lot of feelings, honestly. And they, they were like, "Whoa, great movie!" And they left all their trash in the theater and walked Ugh. out. And I was, I was very upset. And I had to get that off my chest. And I had to put it on the pod because uh, that's not what you should do in a movie theater. And you should let everybody experience the movie that they want to experience and the way that they want to experience it. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, beautiful movie, incredibly isolated, silenced, like just really um, packed tight. I felt like yeah. in terms of. You know, the first thing that that we hear the couples talk about is time travel. And it's and, and I was mm -hmm. like, I was like, wait, what? Hold on. Like, is this where things get weird? Like, are are they going to like, are we seeing a past version of their lives? Like, are, I was jumping all kinds of conclusions. And <laughs> realistically, like they were just trying to have conversation like they were just trying yeah, to exactly. talk about whatever. Um, but, you know, I, I really like the fact that we just got immersed in in their life. Like that was it. Mm -hmm. We just watched their life. We didn't watch necessarily anything 
uh, extra crazy unfold, but we just watched what happened when they got this this little lamb. Uh, and before we dive into the true cinema, can we talk about the ending real quick? Can we just like yeah, hash it out? Let's do it. Okay, so the ending, we basically, we see that, um, what's what's his name? Ing- Ingvar? And Ingvar, yeah. And Ada are basically it, walking through a field, and Ingvar is telling Ada, like, this is how you get home. If you're ever lost, you follow the creek and mm-hmm. you can look through the mountains and, and you will never be lost because I assume, and we don't know, is that maybe how they lost their other child? Maybe they actually mm. got lost? Something like that. Like, I didn't know. Did you have a feeling about that sentence in particular? No, I honestly, I just took that as like at face value, like kind of having grown up and being like the Boy Scouts and stuff. I was uh-huh. like, oh, this is like fatherly advice. Like, oh, hey, okay. If you're ever lost, find the river i mean i've even seen it on like man versus wild with like bear grills he was like the best thing you <laughs> yeah. can do is find a river follow that because that's going to lead somewhere it's like oh, okay that makes that makes sense i assume the other child was like you know sure. they, they lost it much earlier you know but um yeah i get that's definitely a, a take on it for sure it just that's not one that like i thought about while yeah. we were watching it i i just i have like so many questions and, and i'm gonna go through them all here uh as we talk about this but basically takes him out to a field. And then the next thing we know, we hear a gunshot and, uh, it is the Ram man, I guess is like what people yeah. have been calling him. I don't re- it's a, no it's idea. an adult, it's an adult, like Ada, basically a full grown yeah. Ram with human arms and legs, uh, that shoots Ingvar and he dies right in front of Ada. And this Ram man takes Ada away and yeah. like, just, just takes her into into the unknown and we i i just i mean it is burned in my brain i don't know about you but that scene was striking for me oh 100 percent. that thing really hit me whatever i'm sure there's a thing that it's actually called but i was just like oh he's like a reverse centaur like yeah <laughs> he's lamb like go on top and man on bottom, <laughs> right. whatever that is you know but yeah, that I mean, that was intense, but it was also like when you see it happen, like, okay, this is the karma. This is like, yeah, he's like trading a life for a life, you know, because we yeah. saw, um, you know, we saw Maria earlier kill Ada's mom and like her brother in law asked her about that. So we know it's going to be an issue later on. We don't know how. And then we see it and it's like, oh, okay, holy cow. Like, yeah, he just like, this was an eye for an eye because it didn't stay there and like wait to kill Maria or anything like that. It's like, all right. Yeah. You got yours. I got mine. I'm out of here. That kind of a thing. It was kind of, it was kind of intense. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think as a as a father of a young girl, that was really hard to watch. Even though it was a sheep, it was still really hard to watch. Yeah, it was really intense. Um, a couple other questions I had before we we jump into our our categories. I personally, it seemed to me that. And we haven't talked about this. So I'm just like, I'm, you know, we're just like bouncing off each other. So yeah. uh, it seemed to me that the look that Maria had at the very end, she realizes Ingvar is dead. She kind of collects herself for a moment and, and has silence and then looks to the mountains and like looks to the hills. And that's basically what we're left with. Mm-hmm. I took that as potentially she knows that something is out there. I don't know if she knows that a Ram man is out there. Cause I don't know how the fuck that thing even exists, but mm-hmm. it seems like she was not, obviously she was in a state of shock because Ingvar is dead, yeah. but it seemed like she was not like, Oh my God, where is Ada? How did this even happen? Where did a gun come from? Like 
it seemed to me like she was semi collected and was like, this, this was coming like this. We knew mm-hmm. that this day would come. Uh, how did you feel about that? Yeah, no, I think that that makes total sense at the beginning. It's kind of the grieving thing. Like it gave me similar vibes to the end of midsummer where it's just like, there's a lot of pain and stuff. And then all of a sudden something just kind of clicks and it's like, okay, yeah, I'm accepting this now. Yeah. This is what's happened. You know, and I, I don't know, like, I know she loved Ingvar, but it's like the, the lamb is the thing that really brought the joy back into their life. So now it's like both things are gone. So what do you do from here? It's just like a face of acceptance is what I saw as. So yeah, that's how I took it. It was, it was brutal though. I've got another theory and I texted this to you and I want to know, I want to know what the listeners think. I also kind of want to hash it out with you. A theory that I read on Reddit is essentially what if Otta is not part human? What if Otta is actually a true baby lamb and has zero human qualities or parts to her? And we just see Otta as part lamb, part human, because that's what Maria sees. And because that is how Maria is dealing with the trauma of a previous lost child and searching for joy in her current life. And that's what she decides to pour herself into. Do you think that theory has any merit? And do you think that, I think the only reason that theory could hold is because it's an A24 movie. If this is made by any other company, no way that theory has like any legs to it, human legs. Uh, But (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't think it's that outlandish. I don't think it is either. Like, I, I think, yeah, we, you could definitely make the argument for that. Um, my only argument against it is just the, the literal aspect of he got shot through the neck, you know? So yeah. it's like, if that is, if she's just a lamb, then that, in theory, that's just a goat. How does that happen? But all up leading up to that, I'm like, yeah, I could see them just like taking this lamb on as their child. And that's how we're seeing it. So I don't like disregard it by any means. I think it's a great way to look at the movie. Um, but, but yeah, I think just, you know, kind of a grain of salt, like it can be an influence sure. on how you interpret it, but yeah. Yeah. It could really be like Maria's viewpoint, like her life viewpoint that we're seeing, because I know there's a, a very specific scene when Peter comes over to their house and basically asks Ingvar, like, what, like, what are you doing? What is this? Why are mm-hmm. you raising an animal in your home? And very specifically, like calls it an animal. Obviously, yeah. that could just mean because it is part sheep or lamb. It could mean mm-hmm. other things. Uh, and, you know, Ingvar could just be going with it. He could just be like, this, this is what brings Maria joy. And like, we're just yeah. going to we're just going to roll with it. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious. Get at us on Twitter or Instagram at 24 minutes of a 24 and let us know if I am just absolutely fucking bonkers or if that <laughs> makes any sense at all. Let's do our true cinema category. I've got a handful of scenes uh, to go through real quick. Uh, first being Ingvar's breakdown on the tractor. I thought that was our first real peek into like how emotionally distraught every single person in this movie is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Secondly, Peter going out to the field to shoot Anna and then ends up not shooting her. Uh, that was that was tough for me to watch. Yes. Even though he changes his mind. I was like, guy, what, like, what are we doing? And then that he, was he intense. and then he like cons Maria, and basically Maria wakes up and finds Anna and Peter sleeping together mm-hmm. on the chair. Um, that was good. That was good stuff. Yeah. Well, there's even the scene later on where he takes her fishing, and I thought, yes. oh, now he's gonna do it. You know, I wasn't mm-hmm. even then fully convinced that he was okay with it. So <laughs> it set yeah. it up for sure. Good, good point. Uh, third being uh, Maria when she shoots the lamb's uh, mother. 
and basically buries her. I got very uh, the lighthouse vibes from that. I was way on that train. I mean, I can't speak to the lighthouse because I have not seen it, but that's definitely one of the more memorable scenes from this movie. Yeah, we we are going to tackle the lighthouse uh, real shortly. I can tell you yeah. that is a good one. Uh, Peter shows up and basically says, like, what the fuck is this? And Ingvar replies, happiness. I think that that means a lot in a very tight and compact, like, five-second interchange. Oh, for sure. Um, one of the final ones, the music video. When, when <laughs> Peter has his music video and they're all drinking and Maria ends up locking Peter in a closet or in a room and then she just plays, like, a song on, on the piano to essentially, like, drench out what is happening with her life and try to like reinstill some sort of peace in her life and then the final uh true cinema moment would be the final scene with the ram man and uh yeah. the, the shocking reveal if you got to pick any of those what are you going to pick do you have one to add to the list uh the only one i might add uh just because it added so much confusion is when peter arrives because yes. we just we get this shot of like this was broken into chapters and I think this was the beginning of chapter two or something yeah, like that. I think so. And we see like someone's eyes in the rear view mirror of a car driving down the street. We have no idea who this person is. And then suddenly it stops. Uh, the person gets out that's driving and two people from the back seat get out, open up the trunk. And that's where Peter comes from is from the trunk. And then they just like take off and there's no explanation. We never get any further explanation at all about this. It's just like, and we, so we don't even know at that point that Peter knows who these people are. He just looks like someone who found a barn and he's just like, all right, I'm just yeah. going to sleep here. So all of a sudden when Peter and Ingvar start like talking, it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, sure. This has happened before. Cause like right. Ingvar is not thrown by this <laughs> at all. You know, he's like, oh, okay. So this has happened. That's the only one I might add, but it wouldn't take my mind is between Peter and Ingvar though. And it is that moment where he's trying to figure out like, Cause we're about halfway into the movie before anyone addresses it. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? What are you guys doing? Like, this is crazy. But I love Ingvar's response. You know, like this is happiness. Uh-huh. He's like, do not like, you cannot interfere with like our family right now. Like if you're going to be here, you have to accept it, whatever. And then that's just kind of, you know, we, we have that scene that we talked about where Peter takes Ada out there, but he eventually comes around, you know, and like, I think really just like loves her. And I think that's awesome. What's your true yeah. cinema moment? I think this movie is so much deeper and layered than anybody is talking about and anybody is giving credit for. Like, that can mean so much in the context of the movie, but that also can mean, like, you know, happiness is different for everybody else. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it's not your place to step on somebody's happiness. And, and it, it speaks to all of these different life events in, in two, one sentence, essentially, in two sentences. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I, I think the, the final scene is the one that sticks the most with me. Uh, I know it's kind of a big reveal, so I know that's kind of like a cheap shot and saying like, this is the true cinema <laughs> moment because like that's that's what we're building to for 90 minutes. But yeah. I do think that that has stayed with me the most. Close second would be Ingvar's breakdown on the tractor because yeah. up until that point, we don't understand how deeply emotionally distraught Ingvar and Maria really are. And we don't understand a whole lot about their history or their past especially when it comes to Peter showing up, who I thought was like a looter. I thought like, oh my God, this guy is just going to take him down and like burn their farm and take Ada and like all of these crazy things. And it did not go that way at all. Um, And, you know, I think him breaking down on the tractor, he is, he's the strong one throughout this movie. He stands Mm -hmm. up for Ada when he needs to, and he lets Maria have her happiness, but at a cost to himself as well, that is never seen outside of this one very specific moment i think that is very very telling 
Um, yeah, I, I think that's good. The only other one I just want to add, sorry, real quick, is the okay. opening of the movie. Um, because I think that did that set the tone for me of the suspense that I thought we were getting a horror movie. Yeah. Because it's it's just a silent shot through the POV of the Ram man, you know, going into like where all the sheep are. And it's just like, oh, like we just hear like kind of the breathing and growling and whatever. Like, oh, this is this is gonna be scary, whatever. Yeah. But then it never really like lives <laughs> up to that again until the very end. So it's kind of like I think that's the misdirect with it being like a horror movie. Yeah, I think you're right. It's very interesting because this movie is the official submission of Iceland for the Best International Feature Film at the 2022 Academy Awards. I don't think it'll win Best International Feature Film. I think Titan kind of has that on lock uh, when you you talk about an international feature. But, I mean, it's it's very much a... um, you know, like a parasite kind of year where Mm -hmm. every category is just stacked. You know, this year, I just feel like there's lots of good options. Uh, Let's do our A1 acts. We don't have a whole lot because this is a very uh, kind of small movie. And even though it is the highest grossing movie of all time in the history of Icelandic cinema, that I, you know, there's still not a lot. It's still a very small movie. I think there's three speaking parts. Like it's really just on this side of a silent film. Like it's not like. Yeah, there's not a whole lot to choose from. Very. We'll start with uh, Numi Rapace. I think that's how you say it. Rapace, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Who plays Maria. She has actually been in quite a lot of other things. She's been in Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, Alien Covenant. She's in Prometheus, which is one of the very few movies I remember seeing in IMAX on opening night uh, Mm -hmm. so long ago. She's in the reboot of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, The Girl Who Kicked the Hornet's Nest, that kind of like you know, series outside of the David Fincher original. Uh, and then outside of her movie career, she speaks fluent Icelandic, Danish, Norwegian, English, and Swedish. That is my A1 act. That's absurd that she can that is speak pretty crazy. one, two, three, four, five, six different languages. Is insane to me. That's pretty fantastic. Um, I think I'm going to, uh, just a quick correction. I think the girl with the dragon tattoo is actually the original and the Fincher one is the reboot. Like it's oh, the American okay. version. Gotcha, gotcha. So for me, I think I got to give it to her for that because I mean, that's a intense role. Rooney Mara has done like a great job. I wish we had gotten more of the Fincher one. Cause I, I actually really like that movie. Yeah, a lot. I did too. Um, but she's great, you know, in that mm-hmm. original Swedish version, she really owned that character. That was like, that was a moment in time for the culture, you know, with the girl, with the dragon tattoo. And I think she lived up to it. So that would get my vote. That's a great pick. That's a great call out. Uh, I, I apologize for that. Uh, I did like the David Fincher one a lot. So I'm going to have to go yeah. back and, and rewatch these. Um, a one act for Iceland. This is, this is actually quite difficult. James Bond, uh, a couple movies, a view to kill from 1985 and die another day with Pierce Brosnan and Oh two. The Force Awakens in Rogue One shot a bunch of uh, scenes for Star Wars in Iceland. You've got Game of Thrones. Iceland is basically the land beyond the wall. Uh, Batman Begins did a lot of filming when they were fighting with uh, Liam Neeson's character there. Interstellar filmed there. And Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Also, that's kind of his end destination in the movie. I think in terms of film Iceland, this, to me, this is... The movie where, like, you know it's Iceland because, like, we're told mm-hmm. this is Iceland. It's set up here. I think it has some of the most beautifully, like, shot, sprawling images of just how gorgeous Iceland is. For with sure. that being the main focal point of those shots. It's not like, oh, we're watching the abduction of the Empire take 
Galen Erso. Oh yeah, and they're also in Iceland. Like you know, yeah. it, this is the this is the king of the shot. So I think I give it to Lamb because that it it is specifically Iceland. I think yeah, I go with that too because I really think on this list the only other one that really addresses that it's Iceland is Walter Mitty. Yeah, uh, the rest is just used as like a scenic backdrop. I was going to say, you put Rogue One on the list, I'm going to pick Rogue One, because that's just kind of <laughs> how time. I roll. Like, I love that <laughs> love that movie, I love that scene, but as far as representing Iceland itself, yeah, I, I would give this to Lamb. I think this was really well done. Yeah, I, I personally am a huge sucker for Secret Life of Walter Mitty, so it took a lot not to pick that, but I, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I don't, I don't think it's A1 act. Uh, is Iceland where he does the longboarding down the... Oh, yeah. Is that... Is that yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Good stuff. Very, very good stuff. Uh, next one, we were going to do lamb in a movie because obviously the main character of this movie is a lamb, uh, way harder to find movies about lambs than you think it is. Um, basically it's like babe and that would pretty much be it. Yeah. Or if you want to go with lamb in the title, it's this or silence of the lambs. Silence of the lambs is always getting the W on that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Google search was no help at all. (laughs) Every way I tried to type it in, like movie with a lamb lamb like it was all just like here's signs of the lamb yeah. no i know i've seen it it's tough and then our last a1 act is adopted children because essentially this is an adopted child got a list here of some uh cheaper by the dozen dozen with uh steve martin that's a that's just a, an ultra classic big daddy matilda lilo and stitch uh Stuart little private life with paul giamatti and Catherine hahn which i personally oh, really yeah. really like uh and then shazam i think uh, man, I mean, that's a tough one. I think Big Daddy is obviously up there in terms of, you know, like the notoriety for adopted children. I really, out of that list, I really like Private Life. So I'm going to go with Private Life just because of how it tackles how difficult it is to find an adopted child and to, to kind of pave that path. And it's that journey. And I, I always like that journey. Yeah, I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think I probably just go with the more lighthearted. Big Daddy is my favorite Adam Sandler movie, so I've got to go with that one. It's just like one of the funniest things to yeah. me that he's ever done, and I think it's a great like. It's really kind of a coming age for the adult in that movie, sure. you know, which is kind of a little different. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Big Daddy on this. Yeah, Stuart Little, very close second. That's like a Hugh Hugh Laurie, you know, mm. uh, personal Oscar nomination. That's some good stuff right there. Nice. Uh, hey, 24 rankings. We've got our first cow, which would be our top tier. Good Time, which is, a, you know, a mid-level, and then The Farewell, which is a bottom-tier A24 movie. Ben, where does Lamb rank for you, man? It's a it's a solid good time for me. You know, yeah. like, I, this was, like, shot beautifully. I, I love the structure of the story and everything. Left me wondering, you know, it left me with questions, but not in, like, an annoying way. So this, yeah, this to me, I, I would see this again. I would recommend it to people, so I'd go with a good time. I wholeheartedly agree. I think it's a solid good time. I don't think it's a horror movie at all. I think it's more of a of a how do you deal with trauma and the loss of love and things like that with a lamb human and a ram man thrown in there. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I do think it, I think it's pretty good. I don't think it's among the A24 gold tier, the gold status. I did enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did like this movie quite a lot. Left me with so many questions, which I always think is a good thing. If I can walk out with a lot of questions, it forces me to think about it more, which is the yeah. point of the movie. And it means it was not just a clean cut, like, okay, on to the next movie kind of a thing. Um, ben, another, another week and another episode goes by where we do not stick to the title of the podcast, man. We try our Someday. hardest, Someday. but one day we'll get there. We'll get it. 
uh yeah no i'm i'm with you on this one i what this left me wondering is what are we going to get next from the director from valdemir johansson because this is his first feature he's been involved in movies before like behind the scenes but i i'm curious to see you know this isn't like an ari aster hereditary debut by any means but i think it's a promising debut and i'm i'm i'll be here for whatever he does next i'm really excited about it what are your guys' thoughts on A24's Lamb? Let us know on Twitter or Instagram. You can get us at 24 Minutes of A24. I'm Ben Lahorn. And I'm Ethan Simi. Spring break forever, bitches. 